Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about some awesome news that I received yesterday. So as you know, this podcast is about author world, things that happen as they go. It's kind of like a step into my life and the ups and downs of what it's like to be an author with all of its emotions tied to um, pieces of your heart strings of your heart that just keep flowing and flowing or you know I will say it's it's an emotional ride but it's one that I absolutely love so yesterday I received an email and it was from my publishing company and um, I have a projected date again now I'm not gonna go out and you know start making my posters for this Um, Not just yet, not until I have a concrete sealed date. Um, Edits are still being done on Sweet Potato Jones, and I know that the process is worth it. And so I'm very patient and I'm very blessed because, you know, you can look at it two ways. You can say, hurry up, why don't you? (laughs) Or you can say, let's take special care over the work. You can say, you know, why does it take so long in publishing? Or you can say, this is a part of the publishing way. When you go traditionally published, you're in the hands of those who know what they're doing. You've got to trust the process. And so I've had to step back a year ago when the date was projected, but it had to be pulled because of editorial reviews and sensitivity reads. And that's exactly what I want. I want care over sweet potato. And so I'm very blessed and honored to have went through this experience and, you know, have seen the publishing side through a traditional publisher. And I'm really really looking forward to you guys meeting Sweet Potato Jones. Um, And so my publisher, um, they reread my book because I had to turn it in um, with edits again. Um, They reread the book and then I have more track changes and I love it. I love this process. It's not intimidating to me anymore. And I really think that going through my dissertation helped me with feedback but I'm going to tell you something that I did yesterday that I have not done in my author career and that was slow down 
You know, I told you guys this year in 2020 that I really wanted to take better care of myself and not get myself stressed out and overwhelmed and always in that rush and to celebrate moments. And so when I get the email celebrating that email that Sweet Potato Jones is still in existence somewhere out there, you know, between computers. Sweet Potato Jones can be coming soon in God's time, in the right time to meet readers. And I had positive, encouraging words from my publisher, which is always great to hear about your work. It's great to hear, you know, those affirmations. And so when I received that after their next review, it was nice and I needed to celebrate those things. So I got on my WWJs and I did tell them my um, preliminary projected date um, just so they would be aware and my deadlines so that way they would understand what I would be editing. Um, I'm not going to be looking at school school right now. Goal school is pretty much done and the teacher's guide can wait because um, this takes precedent. And then I'll go back to the finishing up the teacher's guide. So, with Sweet Potato, this has been a process from when I wrote it in the early 2000s. Like, my mom read the book, and my mom passed away in 2009. And it was the last book that my mom read of my mine. Um, that I kept on my computer and printed out all those 300 and some pages uh, for her to be able to read. And it's like, that's the book. That's the book that means so much to me because it was the last book that she read and kept in a folder in a drawer. And yes, I found it and I brought it back and I have it. So I have the original um, poorly written manuscript <laughs> from a long time ago before I knew a lot of the things that I know now and just to see the growth to see the changes and they're not huge structural changes but to have that as a document is just amazing I love that um, and so going back to you know looking at what was yesterday that was different was that instead of, and it was late when I was finishing up, you know, with homeschool and, and everything, and instead of pulling up something with tired eyes, knowing that I had had an extremely busy work day yesterday, um, the kids weren't feeling well either, so I was having to do some extra duties of um, playing nurse with them, Instead of doing like what I would have done in the past, which is pull it up, start looking at edits, start making comments and track changes with extremely tired eyes. I just celebrated the moment that I received it back. I celebrated the good words that I received in the email, those positive affirmations. And how did I celebrate? I put on a scary movie with my husband and we snuggled on the couch because that is my way to celebrate. Um, and we watched an awesome scary movie. We also watched 
the making of Dr. Sleep. I think Dr. Sleep is one of my favorite movies. Uh, one of them. I have a bunch, but um, Dr. Sleep is the bomb. And so we watched the making of Dr. Sleep. We watched a couple of YouTube videos um, from the director and things like that. Um, I'm really interested in how the behind the scenes work and I think that's why I love doing the podcast so much is because when I was growing up if I would have had the behind the scenes of Stephen King or if I would have had the behind the scenes of my favorite authors it would have been like so cool to me um, now we have this kind of work readily available to us and then I can get the behind the scenes of Kate DiCamillo by interviewing her and hearing about her process and her, you know, why her books matter so much. And I'm telling you, if if I can have that, that brings complete joy to my life. You guys are joyful. You guys are like, I can't even tell you, my accountability partners, my go-to. I was ready to celebrate, you know, the first thing I knew that I was making the podcast on is just celebration moments. Because sometimes we need to just take a pause and a breath and so I didn't even open the Word document. I'm so proud of myself. And you say, what? Yes, I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I was able to step back. And I have time. I have two days off of work. I'm telling you, this is what I love, how God's timing works. Because every time that I've received an edit from the publishing company it's been around a wonderful teacher schedule it's been around okay i have an extended weekend coming up i have two days off of work coming up um and i know that everything is going to be okay i know that i'm going to have time i'll have time back into the manuscript and something else that i love about working it this way is and i've talked to to my writers that i work with and coach Sometimes we can get too close to our own work, and when we step away from it, and then we're reading prolifically, and you guys know that I read all the time. I'm constantly reading. I'm reading multiple books at once just because of the nature of my career and my homeschool hat. So, allowing the opportunity to read and to read strong books, greats, classics, like time-tested books. When I go back into my own work, I have a keener eye. I have a sharper vision for the book itself. And so I'm extremely blessed to be able to have the opportunity to have time like this with a work that means so much to me. And you know, I pray over my books and, and they're not, I mean, I know they're tangible things. I know that they're, they're not living things. However, I understand the power of books and I understand the power of the connection that a book can make with a reader because that's what books have always done for me. And I know how many people are hurting and I know how many people need hope. And if they can find it in a strand in a book, then maybe the seed is planted. It's planting seeds with every character, planting seeds with every scene and story. And that's how I take my writing. And I know you might say, Jennifer, you're just 
you're too abstract. You're too, you're going too far with this stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I love it. I love it. And it means that much to me. And that's what I connect to. Yesterday in class, my students were struggling with theme. And I'm going to tell you, as a teacher of 20 years, I'm constantly reflecting on how have I taught theme in the past and how can I bring it alive to students. And do you know that yesterday I made my students draw a field with rows and there are four major themes that I picked out from Fahrenheit and I'm sure there are more guys the thing about advanced literature like that is, and complex literature and literature that stands the course of time is that it's not just one theme that you could pull that you can pull multiple themes and strands and I've got to talk to you about this and I'm gonna have another episode about it um because some interesting conversations happened over that yesterday and I want you to be aware of those conversations um so that way maybe you can apply it to your own work but you know these books to me they're extensions of my heart and I know all of you feel this way that are writers and so when I find a publishing company that's going to take that much care over one of my babies then I do count myself as blessed and I let my publisher know that yesterday I am truly thankful and blessed because that's what we all want for our work and when I put out my books you know that I won't stand behind them and if there's something in my book that I might have missed a comma or oh my gosh if I might have said head instead of heard you guys know the intention of my books and you want to know that I'm not perfect and even with an editor even with extensive rounds of edits in the publishing houses even with the best of the best when we were reading Roald Dahl she was like well is there a reason why a period was off here and I'm like no they just missed it they just missed it in the print I mean things like that can happen in the big five and you can look at error rate I mean you don't want an error period but I mean it can happen but the bottom line is when a book is you know put out there by me I want the reader to have an experience I want the reader to get lost in that experience and then be found again that's my hope and that's the same with sweet potato I want people walking in and coming out changed in some way planting a seed in some way And so, yes, I do feel that books have this kind of power. And so when my publishing company spends this time, I'm not, you know, a negative Nancy here. I'm not someone that's going to look at all of the, the negative parts about it. I'm saying it's in God's timing. And I do believe that with that Issachar blessing over my life, I think I'm able to step back a little bit. And if I do have initial reactions of disappointment early on in the process I was like what like oh no and then I wanted to cry and then I wanted to cry with joy when I made a collaboration because a missed opportunity of dates led to a greater opportunity for me to help in a bigger way and if it wouldn't have been for that 
you know, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to reach out to the Raleigh Rescue Mission, a homeless shelter that accepts families and keeps families together. And so, you know, being able to do this work, you know, God looks at it from the, the bigger picture. This book is more than just me, just because of an author name on the cover. It's not even about that at all. It's about the message. It is about the story. It is about redemption. And I'm telling you right now, the Lord's timing is going to work with this book, and I'm extremely excited about it. And so you won't believe how over the moon I was. You know, I'm driving to the grocery store, having to get ginger ales and um, allergy medicine. And then I'm, you know, looking at, you know, cough drops. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to play, you know, nurse to my kid. And I'm also worried about my babies. And I get this ding and I look and it's the publishing company with a projected date. And I'm like, okay guys, I know you feel bad, but I've got to tell you great news. And I'm sharing it with my kids right away. And they're like, great mama. It's, it's the year mama. And I'm like, yep, it's the year. And 2020, I just knew 2020. And it's in a perfect place, too. It's in a perfect timing. I can't even tell you how much the timing. If this is the day, um, it's in an absolute perfect time. As I knew it would be. Because I lean upon the Lord. Not my own understanding of the process. But I know that God has got the best intent for me. And that is some fruit of the Spirit with patience. So I'm really looking forward to what's going to be happening in the next few months. And I hope that you will stick around with me um, to not only hear about, you know, the traditional publishing world, but the self-publishing world as well. Because, you know, I'm a hybrid author and I stick to it, guys. I'm with it. Um, it's tax time. Going to be talking a little bit about tax time. I will tell you right now, if I was a if I was a um, a math genius, I could figure out how much my income, like by percentages, grew. And I just will let from my author career, and I will just let you know that the difference is astronomical <laughs> compared to year one um, of running my business to year two. So I did see. Um, a nice income coming in not enough for me to quit my day job but enough for be, me to be able to supply my author world and trips and and book signings and and all of the events that cost money and um i was able to sustain that in 2019 and i'm praying for that again i'm praying for 2020 for the same thing for the lord to be able to increase the book sales to increase the connections in order for me to continue to do this work for him um all right so continue to pray for me and i'm gonna make a separate one about theme guys because i'm almost at work um i'm going to an equity fair today i'm very passionate about equity um equity discussions and conversations in schools i've got two meetings this week um today it's the equity fair i'm going to observe because i want to do one at my school and i want to do it um based on our magnet theme because everything at our school we are an immersion magnet which means that everything needs to be the magnet so like in my class i'm looking at global goals uh peace and justice and uh, strong institutions from the global goals of the un 
um, that's one of um, my major topics that I'm discussing in school, my school, in my class. And I'm also looking at um, health and well-being with adolescents' health uh, as it connects to technology. And so we're reading a report tomorrow um, from a researcher um, from Pakistan, and I can't wait to share the information with my students. Um, she does such a wonderful um, Dear Editor letter where she compiles a lot of a literature review together, and that's going to give my students a wide scope of the issue that it's not just coming from one researcher. I love looking at research, but I also like making it accessible to students, um, and she does such a wonderful job of doing that. So we're going to be reading an, a research article tomorrow um, on cell phone use and mental health. Uh, psychological and physiological health and that's right along with Fahrenheit 451 how the use of technology can alienate others and what does that dehumanization cause um, and I'll talk with you more about things like this um, when I'm talking about thing but I've got a lot of stuff going on in my life right now and and some people say well Jennifer you know how do you balance it well maybe I didn't do as better job a good a job as better <laughs> Maybe I didn't do the job the way I should have done it before. Maybe I was trying not to step back and pause. But I'm telling you, being able to celebrate and praise Jesus is what we need to do before we step into our next task. Having times to celebrate and read the email and share it out with my boys and my husband and my WWJs. Like, that's what we need. We need that time in our life to just step back. And so, I'm going to be doing that a lot more, guys. And I think it's going to help me not be as stressed. Because um, I will be honest, I had a little health scare. And I believe that the scare came from um, induced stress. Stress that um, built up in the, the beginning of 2020. I could really feel it weighing on me. And so, taking care of my physical health is extremely important to me for my children, my parents. Um, well, genetic-wise, um, I'm almost like a time bomb waiting to happen. Um, both of my parents had a long list of issues um, from congested heart failure to diabetes to strokes on both sides to high blood pressure on both sides to... Um, I could just keep going. I mean, it's it's something that I've really got to be careful. Um, lupus on both sides. You see, that's why Bridge is, um, is for the Lupus Foundation. I mean, I look at um, all of the the mental health on my both sides, and it's like I really need to take care of myself first for my family. And then second, you know, I've got to continue to do this work, right? And so in order for me to do the work that Jesus has called me to do, I have to be the best that I can be health-wise. So I'm really looking at my diet. Um, still not able to, to do more than one day a week of exercise. Go ahead, my exercise people out there. Tell me I can add more. I know. I probably could. Um but I can start regulating my diet. So I've done the no sugar in my coffee, no sugar. I've done uh, no sugar tea, um, no sodas. So I'm slowly like breaking some habits that have been 
um, a little too much for me. Like, I would go over the top at drinking a Mountain Dew. Um, I love me some Mountain Dews. And I would, you know, drink four to six Mountain Dews instead of just one. So, those are some things that, um, health-wise, I just can't do to myself. And so, breaking them completely is the better way for me to go. Because I tried to do the moderation thing and just hide them and keep them in my car. And it's still, um, I've lost weight, which is great. Because I'm short, for those of you who don't know. Because um, you, you might not have met me in person yet. Um, I'm 5'2". So, I've got to be really cautious about that based on my health with my family's health, too. So, those are some things that, you know, I'm really thinking about lately. And so, how can I be a healthier person? Well, one of them is to slow down and to celebrate. Just celebrate. And that's what I'm doing. I'm celebrating Sweet Potato has a potential good, great date, wonderful date in God's timing. And then I wanted to share it with you and just how blessed I am to have my publisher. She's amazing. I wouldn't want to have been with anyone else. Um... And, you know, I love that I've had an opportunity to go through this process. And I just wanted to say it out loud to you guys. And I love y'all. Wish me luck today at the fair that the Lord opens up my eyes and my heart to be able to receive the knowledge and the information that I'm receiving so that I will be able to go back and um, be able to hold this a, a similar fair on health inequities and medical sciences and global inequities in order to teach our children that it's not just about us in the world and that we need to reach out more than just ourselves. So, all right, say that prayer for me today. And I love you guys. I'll talk with y'all later. Bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.